Love Talk Radio. Uh, 
trainings, or, or at least I've learned from uh, experts and what I've read about. So uh, by no means should you take this as medical advice, but definitely seek medical attention for anything that we talk about today. So what I like to do is, like I always do, is I like to dedicate this episode uh, to all the people that unfortunately, like myself, have heart disease or know someone with heart disease. Um, I also like to dedicate this show uh, to a, to the memory of my my best friend uh, Daniel Lemming, who unfortunately died about 15 years ago due to a heart um, issue related to his uh, his issue of being born with a heart defect, and as well as his father. Um, so I, I like to dedicate the memory of him at in this at this time. So one of the things I also want to tell you about is next week this show is not going to be airing at 11:30 in the morning like always. Is going to be a change of uh, time, and the time is going to be 6 o'clock to 6.30. And next week, we're going to talk about pulmonary embolism. Uh, that's another issue that, unfortunately, I'm plagued with, and you'll hear my story about that as well. And you'll learn a little bit about the disease and how you can prevent it and, and also understand what it entails. So today, we're talking about heart disease, although the name heart disease, we're going to interchange also with cardiovascular disease. So I may be saying heart disease or cardiovascular disease. Basically, um, these these are interchangeable. So what I want to talk to you about today, folks, is that on April 26, 2011, about five years ago, I unfortunately had very severe pain in my left arm. And this was happening at a time where we were uh, experiencing, uh, we were, I'm sorry, we were having our Easter dinner. And after the dinner, I became very affected by the pain that I was receiving on my left arm, and I had to be rushed to the hospital. And when I did so, I was diagnosed with having 90% blockage in two of my arteries in my heart. So this was very, very scary. So this is definitely a time in my life that really affected me and impacted the way I view my life. Uh, It took a deeper meaning to me and why... I did not, um, you know, be, become more careful over over time. So it must have been something to do with my eating habits. So one of the things I definitely want to tell everyone here is that you have to be careful of the types of foods that you eat, the high in fat content, uh, anything with high sodium. So anything like that, you really want to be careful. You want to be able to take care of these things as as, as they are important. So one of the things that happened to me at that time is once the doctor did various tests, they did a, um, they they checked my heart, they did a, the uh, MRI, they checked everything, they, and they did some other testing. They did angioplasty. They found, like I said, 90% blockage. And then immediately after that, I needed to have the procedure done, and they had to put in two stents in my heart. So right now, to this day, I'm much, much healthier. Uh, I've improved my health my health by following all the different uh, protocols that you need to do. Uh, I get stress tests uh, as required. I go to my doctor as required every six months. Uh, th- these are all important things that you want to do with this kind of situation. So now it's just something that you have to keep keep on it and making sure what you eat and understanding how that can impact you. So heart disease can be described as a range of conditions that affect your heart. 
Now, certain diseases, such as coronary artery disease, heart rhythm problems, or arrhythmias, and heart defects, also can be some of the types of heart diseases that you may encounter. Now, there's many forms of heart disease that can be prevented or treated with healthier lifestyle choices. Now, the symptoms of a heart disease in your blood vessels are what's called atherosclerotic disease. This is cardiovascular disease that is caused by the narrowing or block or stiffened blood vessels that prevent you and prevent your heart, uh, brain, or other parts of your body from receiving enough blood. Now, the cardiovascular disease symptoms may be different from men and women. For instance, men are more likely to have chest pain, while women are more likely to have symptoms such as shortness of breath, nausea, and extreme fatigue. Some of the symptoms that included are chest pain, or what we call angina, shortness of breath, maybe pain, numbness, weakness, or coldness in your legs or arms if the blood vessels in those parts of your body are narrowed. Pain in the neck, jaw, throat, upper abdomen, or back. You also may not, may not, might not be diagnosed with cardiovascular disease until you have a heart attack, angina, stroke, or heart failure. It's also very important to watch for cardiovascular symptoms and discuss these concerns with your doctor. Cardiovascular diseases can sometimes be found early with regular examinations, so please do that. Now, heart disease symptoms that are caused by abnormal heartbeats, or what we call heart arrhythmias, a heart arrhythmia is an abnormal heartbeat, which may be too quick or too slow and also can become irregular. A heart arrhythmia symptoms can include the following, a fluttering in your heart, a racing heartbeat, which is tachycardia, a slow heartbeat, which is bradycardia, chest pain or discomfort, shortness of breath, headedness, dizziness, fainting or near fainting. Now, heart disease symptoms caused by heart defects, which unfortunately plagued my friend Daniel Lemming, um, these serious congenital heart attack, uh, defects uh, you're born with and usually become evident soon after birth or heart defect symptoms can uh, include in children uh, pale or gray blue skin color, which is called cyanosis, swelling in the legs, abdominal areas around the eyes. In an infant, the shortness of breath during feeding uh, can lead to poor weight gain. Less serious congenital heart defects are often not diagnosed until later in childhood or during adulthood. Signs and symptoms of congenital heart defects that usually aren't immediately life-threatening include easily getting shortness of breath during exercise or any activity, easily tiring during exercise or activity, swelling in the hands, ankles, or feet. Now, heart disease symptoms caused by weak heart muscles uh, are called dilated cardiomyopathy. Now, the cardiomyopathy is the thickening or stiffening of the heart muscle. And in these early stages of cardiomyopathy, we may have no symptoms. As the condition worsens, symptoms may include the following. Breathlessness with exertion or at rest, swelling of the legs, ankles, and feet, fatigue, irregular heartbeats that feel rapid, pounding, or even fluttering. Now, heart disease symptoms caused by heart infection. There's three types of heart infections. That is pericarditis, carditis, which affects the issue, I'm sorry, the tissue, excuse me, tissue surrounding the heart, which is called pericardium. 
myocarditis, which affects the muscular middle layer of the walls of the heart, or myocardium, and endocarditis, which affects the inner membrane that separates the chambers and valves of the heart, or endocardium. Now, varying slightly with each type of infection, heart infection symptoms can include the following, fevers, shortness of breath, weakness or fatigue, swelling in your legs or abdomen, changes in your heart rhythm, dry or persistent cough, skin rashes or unusual spots. Now, the heart disease symptoms caused by valvular heart disease, now this is the heart uh, with problems with the valves, and the heart has four valves. They are aortic valve, the mitral valve, pulmonary, and tricuspid valves. That opening and close to direct blood flow through the heart. Now, um, these valves may be damaged by a variety of conditions, leading to the narrowing or stenosis, leaking, regulation, or inconsistency, or improper closing, which is called a prolapse. Now, depending on which valve isn't working, Proper valvular heart disease symptoms generally include the following. Fatigue, shortness of breath, irregular heartbeat, swollen feet or ankles, chest pain, and fainting. Now, you definitely should seek medical attention if you have chest pain, shortness of breath, fainting. Heart disease is easier to treat when detected early. So talk to your doctor about all concerns you may have about your heart health. Now, if you didn't know how the heart works, you're basically your heart is a pump, and it's a muscular organ about the size of your fist. So if you clench your fist and look at it, that's the size of your heart on average. Situated slightly left of the center in your chest, your heart is divided into the right and left side. The division that protects the oxygen-rich blood from the mixing and oxygen-poor blood, oxygen-poor blood returns to the heart after circulating through your entire body. Now, the right side of the heart, comprising the right atrium and ventricle, collects and pumps blood to the lungs through the pulmonary arteries. The lungs refresh the blood with a new supply of oxygen. The lungs breathe out carbon dioxide and waste products. Oxygen-rich blood then enters the left side of the heart, comprising the left atrium and ventricle. The left side of the heart pumps blood through the aorta to supply tissues throughout the body with oxygen and nutrients. Now, our heart valves, there's four of them, tricuspid, mitral, pulmonary, and aortic. And they keep your blood moving the right way by opening only one way and only when they need to. The function, they function properly and open all the way and, and close tightly so that there is no leakage. Now, your heartbeat. A beating heartbeat contracts and relaxes in a continuous cycle. Now, during contraction, or called systole, your ventricles contract, forcing the blood into the vessels to your lungs and body. Now, during relaxation, or diastole, the ventricles are filled with blood coming from the upper chambers, left and right atria. Now, the electrical system that you might have heard about your heart, your heart's electrical system or wiring keeps it beating, which controls the continuous exchange of oxygen-rich blood with oxygen-poor blood. The oxygen keeps you alive. The electrical impulses 
begin high in the right atrium and travel through these specialized pathways to the ventricles, delivering the signal to the heart, I'm sorry, for the heart to pump. Now, the conduction system keeps your heart beating in a coordinated normal rhythm, which also keeps the blood circulating. Now, causes of vascular disease, you might ask. Now, while cardiovascular disease can refer to different heart or blood vessel problems, the term is often used to mean damage to your heart or blood vessels, and that, be called, that is called arteriosclerosis. A buildup of fatty plaques in your arteries build up and thicken and also thicken within the artery walls, which can also inhibit the blood flow through the arteries to your organs and tissues, which pretty much happened to me. And what would happen to me is I would walk up the stairs. There were times that I'd walk up the stairs, and I lost my breath. And I thought it was because I was too heavy, maybe. And I found out later it had to do with my heart, that I didn't get enough oxygen. And here I am thinking it was a weight problem, but really it was something else. So now there's causes of heart uh, arrhythmia. Now common causes of abnormal heart rhythms or arrhythmias uh, lead to these. Now heart defects you're born with, there's coronary artery disease, high blood pressure, diabetes, smoking, excessive use of alcohol or caffeine, drug abuse, stress, some over-the-counter medications, prescription medications, dietary supplements, and herbal remedies, vascular heart disease. So in a healthier person with a normal healthy heart, it's unlikely for a fatal arrhythmia to develop without uh, some serious outside triggers, such as an electrical shock or use of illegal drugs. That's primarily because in a healthy person's heart, it's free from abnormal conditions that cause an arrhythmia to occur. So these are things that are very, very important to understand about the heart. If you want to sh call into the show right now, it's 516-418-5979. And again, it's 516-418-5979. I definitely would love to hear from you, comments, questions, anything you may have at this time, you feel free to do that. And just to let you know, uh, this is my eighth show. Next week, like I said, is pulmonary embolism. We'll be talking about that. And then the, the tenth episode, which is coming after that, is going to be my episode on bullying. And we're going to talk about the importance of understanding the bullying experience. And I'll also tell you about my bullying experience when I was a kid, how I was bullied, and what I did about it. So those are the two upcoming shows. I can't believe, folks, that I'm about to do 10 episodes in the next two weeks. Um, when I first started, I didn't think I was even going to get this far, but uh, I've been inspired to bring you as much education about health and hopefully make you understand that it's important to really dwell into your heart health and any other health issue that you may uh, think about. It's so important to keep in mind how how healthy we have to be on a daily basis. We are just inundated with so many different things that take us away from managing our health properly. We get influenced by so many different things. So, you know, one of the things we definitely have to do is we have to regularly uh, seek medical attention on a regular basis, at least one time annually, just to, just to make sure that our body is working well. Uh, there are times where if you ever have questions, you definitely want to jot this down and write this down. One of the things you do want to do is there's a um, there's a little tool that I give people, and it's called FID, and it stands for F is frequency, I is intensity, and D is duration. And what that does is when you write that down, if you have, let's say, anxiety, 
or you have a pain of some sort, you want to talk to your doctor and you want to tell them the frequency to which this pain occurs or this situation occurs, the experiences. So if you have anxiety, what's the frequency to which you have so much anxiety or pain? Uh, how many times do you have this pain? How intense is it on a scale of 1 to 10? So 10 being the worst possible experience you may have, you're going to put a, a an actual number that based on that experience you have, you're putting it mild, moderate, or severe. Now, severe would probably be 9 and 10, moderate would be 7 and 8, and mild might be 3, 4, 5, something to that effect, 5 being average. Now, the last one is duration. How long do these issues occur? So if you have anxiety, how long does it occur? Four hours, five hours, six hours, eight hours? Whatever the case is, you're putting that experience there for the doctor. Now, the doctor can look at, wow, you have pain that lasts this many hours or this many times throughout the day. This is a serious situation. So by doing that, you're giving that picture to the doctor, a visual, that you're experiencing a tremendous amount of pain. So I've helped people with mental health and substance abuse, and I told them to use this tool, and it's helped them a lot because they're able to tell their doctor about it and then experience their experiences can be understood a little bit better through that process. So something to think about and try to try to do it in your own life when you go to the doctor. Keep in mind that FID tool. The other thing is you may want to create a journal represent an experience. Sometimes people do weekly journals where they keep on a weekly basis how they're feeling, how they're doing, their health. The last time they had a problem with a pain of some sort, they write it down. So when they go to the doctor, they can say, this happened two months ago, one month ago. When did this pain? Because the doctor's always going to ask you, when did you have this pain? When did it start? And you have no idea. There are times that I don't even know when my pain started, and I could be totally off. It could have been two months ago, but I said it was six months ago. So it's really important that you want to keep in track of what has happened to you. Write it down and keep a journal. I know it sounds probably ridiculous, but it's some way to put together an experience so that the doctor that you're talking to knows exactly how long has your situation lasted and how significant it may be because a lot of times we're not such great at telling people about our experiences. So it's really important that you understand that that is important to do. Many times with our health, we kind of ignore the physiological signs of stress or even something that's going on. Have you ever had a pain and you kind of say, ah, it's no big deal, and then later becomes pretty much severe? You don't want to have that happen to you. A lot of people do that, and it's because we, we become desensitized to things. Sometimes we as guys may say, ah, oh, it's no problem, the pain will go away, or people will tell us, you know, the pain is not that bad, you know, toughen up. And that's not really a good advice. I mean, we get that from coaches sometimes, you know, toughen up. And what happens is now that the person has a difficult time of dealing with the pain, and it could be a serious situation. So now they're changing all that now, as you can see with concussions happening and things of that sort. Uh, they're being more careful with players and their health. So hopefully all of you have gotten some value today about heart disease. It's really important that you follow your yearly exams that you get to make sure you're doing well. If you have any changes in the way you think something's wrong with your heart, definitely talk to your doctor. Maybe they can 
send you to a specialist like a cardiologist, and they could see you and test you. I recommend definitely getting a stress test. I get mine, and it helps me and the doctor identify if there's any heart issues going on with me, and it would also be for you. So I hope that everyone enjoyed their time with me today. Again, next week, uh, we're going to be on at 6 o'clock to 6.30, and I'm going to be talking about pulmonary embolism. And if time permits, I'm going to be talking about asthma as a condition. So those of you who have any pulmonary issues, feel free to, to dial in to the phone number that is listed. It's 516-418-5979. Love to hear your story and your comments. Next week, I'll tell you my story about pulmonary embolism. And the week after that, uh, it would be 1130. That will be my 10th episode. And we're going to talk about bullying and the bullying experience and how do we uh, take care of that situation. Uh, Folks, I could be found on Getting Healthy Today on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I also have a YouTube channel. Feel free to reach out to me. My email is vruiz at comcast.net. That's, again, V as in Victor, R-U-I-Z at comcast.net. Love to hear from you. If you have any ideas of topics that would be of best of service to you and interest, feel free to, to talk to me there, and I'll try to include it in the next broadcast. All these broadcasts that I do, will be found on iTunes immediately following my episode. So feel free to take care of that replay and listen to what you've heard today and other times. So again, folks, have a nice day. It's been a pleasure uh, talking with you, and have a wonderful weekend.
Winning a championship takes hard work, dedication, and commitment. Professional and world-class athletes use AdvoCare products. Why? Because they work. Scientifically formulated, independently tested, and proven to give us the results that we're looking for, to play at a championship level. Are you looking for results? AdvoCare. Use it. The pros do.